and, and let's put a little numbers about how important this is, yeah. right? An average size dealership of kind of where we are could, could potentially see roughly about, let's say, 300 people in their physical dealership in a month, right? Yeah. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. But let's say on average it's right around 300 people where we are kind of in Ontario, right? Yep. But you can easily see three to 5,000 unique visitors a month yeah. to your digital dealership. Easily. And, and I really think, see, dealer, dealerships need to embrace the fact that there is a digital version of their business to really kind of buy into digital retailing and how that plays. It's like, it's, the website's not just marketing for your physical business, it is an actual online business if treated properly. This is the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason, Jason Harris. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to come jam with me. We're here down at the Ace Expo in Niagara Falls. Uh, you were just on stage. Yes. Congrats. Yes, how, thank how, you very much. How did that go? Uh, kind of very sweatily, <laughs> uh, but now I've cooled down, bit less sweat, bit, bit more focus on the topic, so it's good. But yeah. yeah, it's a great show so far. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, for everybody out there that don't know who you are and wh what you do, if, just give us that quick intro. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my name is Dan Liska. I'm director of sales with a company called Auto Verify. We're out of London, Ontario. We only work with Canadian car dealers. And, and you probably recognize our products like Tradesy, Credsy, and Reviewsy. Auto Verify is our rebrand that we've done now that we moved all these products under one single umbrella. And, and we're just focusing on helping dealers to capture opportunity from their website for mm -hmm. digital retail. Yeah, and, you, and there's some great products. They really, I really encourage people to go online and check them out. So tell me a little bit about what you were chatting today. And uh, Well, I, I was talking about the difference between making sales and taking orders. Making um, sales and taking orders. Yeah. I like that. This is juicy. Well, I mean, it, it really it comes down to the difference between the salespeople that are going out there and hunting for business and the salespeople that are sitting in a chair waiting for people to you know walk in and then let's claim our ups and then let's let's act like we, we sold them something. Sure. Really, they bought something from us as opposed to we sold them something you know and we need to really understand the difference between those because what's happening a lot in digital retail is there's so much noise you know yes. in the industry so but many th different th there's vendors. a lot it's a buzzword that's floating around right now exactly. digital retail is a buzzword and and uh, kind of like uh, years ago conversion was yeah but the issue is with these buzzwords and how they become buzzwords is that there's a lot of different meanings to a lot of different companies exactly. and what the hell it actually means. Exactly. So what does digital retailing mean to you guys? How do you guys define digital retail? Well, and that's exactly what the talk was on, was helping dealers to understand the differences in these stages of digital retail. Because mm -hmm. you got your third-party companies, you got your Kijijis, your traders, your car gurus, and they are awesome at getting people eyes. Yeah. All right? And when I say eyes, think of, think of the digital retail journey in three stages kind of like a triathlon we're gonna run then we're gonna swim and then we're gonna bike okay okay yeah that makes sense and so this first stage getting eyes that's where the third parties just own that space there's no company that's gonna be able to get you more eyes than those third parties okay sure. but then the second stage, that's where we're looking at your website. And that's mm -hmm. where we live, Auto Verify. And it's about getting the most amount of opportunity from your website. So the highest quality leads possible, taking people from research online to standing in your showroom offline. That's and, that and second stage. And let's put a little numbers about how important this is, yeah. right? An average size dealership of kind of where we are could, could potentially see roughly about, let's say, 300 people in their physical dealership in a month, right? Yeah. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. But let's say on average it's right around 300 people where we are kind of in Ontario, right? Yep. 
but you can easily see three to 5,000 unique visitors a month yeah. to your digital dealership. Easily. And, and I really think, see, dealer, dealerships need to embrace the fact that there is a digital version of their business to really kind of buy into digital retailing and how that plays. It's like, it's, the website's not just marketing for your physical business, it is an actual online business if treated properly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it really is the digital dealership. The sales process has not changed. Mm -hmm. The sales journey where a customer goes from, well, can I trust this dealer? To can I afford this car? To what's the value of my trade-in? To can I get financing? To what would my insurance be? We don't even sell insurance and it, and it plays a part in our process, right? Yes. So the point is we used to ask all those questions, but we used to ask them to salespeople in mm. the dealership. And then the internet came out and changed everything. Now the last people that we want to deal with is salespeople, right? Well, it's true. I mean, we used to visit seven plus dealerships before we made a purchase because that's was the process for us to get information we had to physically go to the to the, to the source exactly that's exactly. not the source of information anymore yeah and so what's happened is there's this massive gap between what customers want and mm -hmm. what dealers are delivering them we got 90 percent of your customers yeah. that want to be able to actually move through those parts of the purchase process online okay mm -hmm but we only have 10% of your customers that are actually ready to buy the car online. Sure. So so, so just let that sink in for a bit. We got 90% of people that want to, but only 10% of people are willing to finish that process online. That leaves us with still, in 2019, the most common way for us to make contact with people is letting them walk in the door. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and let's say finish that process. What do you define the finish to be? Well, the, the finish simply has to be, it, it's robo. That's the easiest way to uh, understand it. Research online, buy offline. We need okay. to we use tools that capture their interest online because otherwise they're, they're just unknown. Sure. They just open that new tab and go to Google and go, what's the value of my trade? Can I get financing, right? And when I help a dealer to understand that this digital retail is just like your physical retail, put it this way. If a customer walked in your front doors and said, hey, listen, I just want to tell you right now, I'm not ready to buy, but I'm, I'm curious what you'd give me for my trade-in, and I heard some good things about you. I wanted to see if you're trustworthy. Can, can we talk a little bit? Yep. If that sales manager said, well, you know, if, if you're not ready to buy, why don't you kind of go to the dealership down the road and ask them those questions and come back to me when you're ready to buy? You're never getting that sale. Sure. So we need to be able to focus on people that are not ready to buy and make them ready to buy with salesmanship, mm -hmm. you know? Not, not cold call, let's bug people salesmanship, but actually understand why they came into the dealership and align with them to help solve a problem salesmanship. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, we don't, we don't acknowledge what the consumer does prior to coming into the dealership. Like mm -hmm. in, in a lot of cases, I think our processes at the dealership are structured in a way, like we assume that this is their first touch point, and it's not. In, in actually, I would say today, it's the last touch point. It's the very, very last part of us, of our buying process. Oh yeah, and, and so that's really where that, that third stage comes in. It's, it's the buy online, the buy now. So remember I was talking about a triathlon before, mm -hmm. run and then swim and then bike. So the first two stages, eyes and then opportunity. The third stage, we need to focus on efficiency. And mm -hmm. that only happens once someone is ready to buy now. Yep. Okay, so once someone's ready to buy now, absolutely, let's use those digital e-commerce tools to select our monthly payments and actually figure out what our interest rate is and help delivery of that car in a very efficient way. But to think that the same tools that are going to help you deliver that car efficiently 
to think that those same tools are going to help you capture opportunity from your own website with as big a net as possible, it's just, it's impossible. Sure. We need to understand the different legs of that triathlon because what's going on right now that's kind of ridiculous is we got dealers that are taking their bike and they're throwing it in the lake because it doesn't help them swim. That's not what bikes are supposed <laughs> to do. Right? So, no, and, and, do you get and what I'm you're saying referencing there? the website, right? And that's yeah. where we're kind of going with this. No, and what, what, what we're referring to here to is the website. One of the most powerful tools at a dealership's uh, fingertips. And it just doesn't get utilized in that way because it just, it's just, it, we have this whole set it and forget it kind of mentality yes. when it comes to our websites. And we, we need to treat our websites the same way that we treat our, our physical dealerships, that it's kind of an organic, ever-growing, ever-developing kind of a setup, right? I mean, it's like you, you don't have the same sales, pro well, maybe some people do, um, but you don't have the same sales process that you did five or 10 years ago, right? You, you've, you've started to make changes to it. It's no different with your website, all right? You can't have that same website, that same process, and expect that it's going to be sufficient for A hundred percent, and if more dealers simply took the time to understand the digital retail journey, yes. as opposed to, you know, we hear something like free trial, and, oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know we'll we'll happens. walk away from three to four extra deals to save <laughs> two hundred bucks a month, or we'll hear the leads are weak, and we go buy a new source of leads instead the of leads training the salespeople. You're weak. Sorry, <laughs> I had to do that. It's my favorite movie. Um, <laughs> right, but but you know exactly what I'm talking about, or, or anyone who's uh, you know, oh, this service is included. Okay, but don't you want to make the decision for your own business and your own website? Why give someone yep. else, usually a salesperson, uh, the ability to make that decision for you? So let's talk about the path. Yeah. Right? Because I think what it is is that, again, because there's so many definitions of what digital retailing is, walk me through what you guys in picture that online path to be. Well, well, so like I said, it starts out with the three stages, and I'm just going to focus on the, the second stage, because okay. that, that's where really I, I, I'm an expert. The first stage, we're just helping people to get, um, helping dealerships to get found when people didn't know about them any, sure. you know, in, in the first place. So, so that's really where the eyes comes in. Mm -hmm. Okay, and once someone knows about you, that's when they hit your website. Mm -hmm. And that is a major opportunity. Think of it as your fishnet. And if you have a great fishnet, you're going to catch a lot of fish. You got a crappy fishnet, you're not going to get so many. It doesn't mean that the fish are not in the lake. No. So usually when we hear dealers say, oh, you know, I don't have much web traffic or digital's not a huge deal. It's not a huge deal because you're not focusing on it. Yeah. If you focused on it, it would absolutely be a huge deal, you 100%. know? But what we see for digital retail is the process of moving people systematically from one moment of that sale to the next and collecting that information in a way where the sales team, the people, can still use that in the showroom to close that deal. Because think about when you call Bell. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to cancel your phone, you say something like, uh, you know, uh, blah, 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 here's a story, they transfer you to someone else, then you have to repeat everything. Yep. It's, the, it's everyone's it's, biggest it, frustration. It, it, it's, it's a horrible experience. And you're, you're exactly right. I mean, digital retailing gives, gives us that opportunity to start that process, but then pick up the, that process where I left off, however far I want to go in it. Exactly. Right? And when I come into the dealership, it's just a matter of just pulling up the information and continuing with our sales process. That's right. I mean, to go back to how the internet really changed our sales process, 
they used to come in, we'd tell them a joke, we'd give them free coffee, and they would go through, can I trust you, and the price, and, and everything with the sales rep. Yeah. But now what's happening is they're using the internet to go through about the first, let's say, 66 to 80% of the purchase process. Sure, of course. And they only want to come in the dealership to finalize the purchase. So it's, it's kind of in this weird no man's land where we want to sell a car online, but the industry is not ready to just buy cars online yet. Well, it's, it, I think what it is is because we don't, we, we buy into the technology and then hope that technology will define a process or an objective. Yes. When it actually needs to be the polar opposite. Yep. We actually have to define what the process and the objective is first and then work back towards the technology so it's actually supporting our efforts. Sometimes I feel like we, we, we buy into this and we expect the technology to lead us to the to the holy land, you know, yeah. and that's not the case at all. We we have to define what that path is and let technology support that path. Yep. Well, it's it's the same way with salespeople. I mean, if you buy a piece of technology mm -hmm. and tell your sales team, go use that piece of technology, guess what ain't getting used? <laughs> of course not. Now, if you ask your sales team, hey, what's a problem you guys have? Yeah. What's a gap we need to fill? And they come up with the idea for a piece of technology, a solution there, you're going to see 100% adoption of that. Oh, no, so, so the point is, let's, let's follow the problem exactly like you said, as yeah. opposed to follow the technology. See, the other thing I love, now this is the marketing side of my brain starting to kick in, is, yeah. that, is I, I am so tired of lead generation being a thing. Yeah. Right? I really am. Like, yeah. Why at one point in time did our marketing dollars decide to shift to generate leads instead of generating traffic? Do you know what I mean? Well, like, like what is what is that all about, right? But I see with digital yeah. retailing is what we're doing is we're promoting online efforts, but what we're pushing towards is physically walking in the door. Yeah, it, it, it's not this. It's it's not this. You know, click here to get this special prize, or it's not this scratch and save. You know, bullshit that I see in so many websites out yeah. there. Well, I mean, for, for me, the problem is just the, the term lead has become commoditized. Yeah. You know, that, that's all it is. There, if, put it this way. If I said to you, oh, that, you know, uh, Lamborghini is just like a Ford Focus. It's, the, it's basically the same thing. It's, you know. It's got four it's, tires and a steering wheel. Exactly. <laughs> the only difference is price. It's basically the same thing. We know how ridiculous that is. Yep. But everyone's so focused on time, time, save my time that we don't take the time to dive into the D dive into the details of these decisions, you know? Mm -hmm. And if we really just looked at the details, it'd be very, very easy for us to understand those, those differences. No, for sure. Now, for any dealership out there that's considering to go down this path, yeah. right? Um, maybe they've taken the time to define out what the objectives are and the goals are, and they've, they've taken the time to identify the processes that they, that they want their sales process to be or what is, how that's going to change. What advice would you give them like, how do you get started? I mean, what's what's the best way to kind of get started with this? The, the, the first step that I would strongly, strongly recommend GM's dealer principles especially take, mm -hmm. go submit a lead or submit a form, do some sort of like research mm -hmm. on your own website and really just test what the experience is that you're putting your customers through. Because I can't tell you how many conversations I have with a dealer principal or GM and the first thing they say is, I didn't realize. I just didn't realize that that was the experience we were giving on our website. I, I, you know what, I think that's an amazing place. I think anybody out there that's listening right now, that's in a position of leadership within their dealership, it, it, you're 100% right. We're, we get so close to our own process, we get so close to our own 
um, our, our own marketing efforts and our own website that we just kind of forget that we're not the ones using it. Yeah. Right. It's customers using it. You nailed it. And we got to kind of put our customer hat on and say, is this a good experience? Agreed. Well, and it just comes back to looking in the mirror. You know, Dale Carnegie mm -hmm. said it best. He said, uh, I love strawberries and cream. Love them. It's my favorite food. But fish, for some reason, love worms. So when I go fishing, I bait the hook with a worm instead of a strawberry. Uh, it's it's kind of ridiculous, but we no, all know the grandfather of sales yeah. psychology, Dale Carnegie. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, we just need to take that same tactic. And when you look at digital retail, one of the most common kind of hurdles that I hear from dealers is them saying, well, I don't want customers to have that information. I, I don't want them to deal with a Canadian black book value. I don't want them to see that, you know, trader Kijiji list price or something uh, like that. And my question every too. time is, would you rather have that person to contact and the opportunity to get them over their objection or would you rather not know they exist and they go buy from someone else i'm Pretty actually okay answer. with dealerships out there saying stuff like this yeah because they're again my marketing brain kicks in yeah because i believe that there's a value proposition here as far as developing a brand uh, i'm okay that not every dealership is buying into digital retailing i'm being a little self you know yeah. selfish here yeah you know there is i remember you know we have talked about this before yeah. you know i remember when dealerships had to be convinced that they needed a website yeah right now today it is so you it, it's almost ridiculous to think of opening up a dealership and not having your website oh, up and running. In some cases, before the dealership's even open. Yeah. All right. It's, it's but, the second most important point, yeah. piece of real estate. It's used more than the OEM sites now. 100%. But at one point in time, we actually had to convince people yeah. that they should do this. In fact, I actually remember when my dealership first got their website, all right, we actually advertised it all over town in newspaper, <laughs> radio, and, and billboards saying, you can now shop us online 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year at www. You know, yep. ABC Motors, right? Yep. You know, it's, it's the same thing with digital retailing. So we were an early adopter to having a website. Yep. We had this great branding opportunity with it. So you know what? For the dealerships out there that are thinking this digital retailing thing is just a, nah, I'm totally cool with that. Because the ones that do embrace it, they're going to have that branding equity that they can develop off with that. Absolutely. Less gazelles at the watering hole, more water for the people there. <laughs> That's totally true. <laughs> hey, Dan, man, thank you so much uh, for jamming with me. I really, really appreciate it. Always a um, pleasure. For people out there that like to connect and learn more about what you guys are doing, what's the best way to uh, connect with you? Hop, hop online, www.autoverify.com. You'll find a ton of information on there as well as easy ways to connect with us if you want to learn a little bit more. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Dan. Thanks so much, Jay.